Hello from Awakenai country, this is Tim McCardle, Leroy Junior Senior High School Principal, and welcome back to another edition of Principal McCardle's Weekly Update Podcast. We have an awesome show in store for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing from our Awakenites. All right, next up on the podcast this week, I have the champs sitting here at the podcast table, and that is our Scholastic Bowl championship team. Uh, we have six members on our team, and I have three of them that I'm fortunate enough to have here with me today to talk about this championship season. Our Scholastic Bowl uh, is, uh, was on a 10-year drought of winning the league championship, and this team ended that drought uh, uh, this week, and we're really excited to be able to bring that trophy back to Leroy, and we're going to uh, talk about that experience and, and let you know what Scholastic Bowl is if you don't know what that is. So I'll have uh, my seniors here introduce themselves, and uh, we'll jump into some questions. Hi, I'm Katie Long, and I've been on Scholastic Bowl since ninth grade. Um, I'm Joel Stoll, and I've been on Scholastic Bowl since ninth grade as well. I'm Ethan Riggs, and I started in tenth grade. So Scholastic Bowl uh, is, a, is a season and, uh, that runs every year, and our coach, longtime coach, Coach Capitelli, is our advisor club, uh, advisor of the Scholastic Bowl, and our team competes in a regional competition each year. I'm going to have these guys talk about it. This year was a little different, obviously, uh, because of the pandemic. Uh, normally, these events are stream, streamed, uh, live streamed from uh, Genesee uh, Community College. Uh, this year, our students competed here on campus virtually. So, Katie, why don't you talk to us about, so a person doesn't know anything about what Scholastic Bowl is, why don't you talk to them about the concept of what Scholastic Bowl is, how we compete, and kind of what, you know, what, what the logistics are. All right. So, Scholastic Bowl is basically this huge general knowledge trivia tournament that is held probably every week for about a month, a month or yeah. a month or a month and a half. And you compete three schools at a time against each other head to head. We used to, uh, like you said, used to be streamed from GCC and their like recording studio, uh, and it used to be based on a buzzer system where each question you'd have to buzz in first and then answer the question. This year, since we're not able to do that, we are doing it virtually. We were doing it over Google Hangouts or Google Meets, same thing, and. It would be on a rotational basis, so each school would get a question. You'd have a chance to answer it, and so that way it was like more fair, and we weren't like fighting over each other because of lag. So there's one round where you answer questions, then there's a lightning round, which is where you pick a letter A, B, C, or D, and you don't know what the topics are, but it's this rapid-fire um, series of 10 questions, and you just see as many as you can get, and then you have a second round that is the same as the first, where you just get asked one question at a time, general knowledge. And Joelle, as far as the you know the 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 feeling that you get, the rush that you get in, in competing against this, and the variety of topics, I mean, what are what are some of the strate- strategical ways to be successful, you know, in in this, or maybe there isn't any strategic ways. Well, you can't really like practice for it because you never know what the questions will be. But I think the best thing that you can do if you don't know the answer is to just guess because a lot of times you can end up being right even if you don't know what you're doing. And so if you just take an educated educated guess, then you're doing better than nothing. 
So, <laughs> yeah. So. And this year, this year we got to converse with each other instead of just anyone on our team answering a question. So that definitely helped where we could combine our knowledge. That was definitely like really helpful, mm-hmm. for sure. Because in the past, and it was fun to watch this. Because if and maybe if you have watched this in the past. Um, you know, it, it's like a it's like a live game show that you would watching, and they have like you know a backdrop and tables and name tags and you know school logos and a host and all those. It's just such a really well done uh, program, and obviously we weren't able to do to that extent this year, but um, it, it, it's exciting. And they would hit the buzzer. You got to make you know you had to throw out that that answer quickly. But in this you know format, it allowed a true team. To kind of to kind of go, Ethan. Why don't you talk about the other teammates that we have on the team? Um, you know, they're also a part of, of of us, and why you chose to be a part of uh, Scholastic Ball. Um, so our other three teammates are Ali Prevatira, AJ Schmidt, and Wyatt Calcote. Um, and I so yeah, it was like two years ago when I decided to go on the team and. I, all my friends were doing it, and it just it did seem like a fun time and uh, a time to, you know, express your knowledge and see what you can do and learn stuff as well. And it, and it's pretty competitive. I mean, the other teams that you guys went against were talking some bigger schools, you know, even all the way out to Alden. You know, Pembroke always, you know, thinks that they're better than us, um, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we always love being ahead of them in the rankings recently. I actually had a bus driver from there uh, this summer, uh, I randomly saw somewhere I was wearing a Leroy shirt, and they're like, "Oh, our school's always trying to beat you guys." I said, "That's what I like to hear." So, uh, you know, Katie, what is it? You know, like what, what? How cool is it to compete? You know, in the past, and then virtually this year with just other kids that are kind of excited to do this and and be a part of that. It's really neat because I wouldn't say form bonds, but you come to like recognize people from other schools that are there year after year, like. I'm, I'll name drop. He's never going to hear this. There's this kid, Charles, that we competed against, and I've, we've competed against him since, what, ninth grade probably? Mm-hmm. And I, we always remember him because he was – you would introduce and say a fun fact about yourself. He goes, I'm Charles, and I'm going to go to space. So <laughs> and I always remember this kid, or, like, there's always certain characters that you remember, and it's cool to just have those, like, little connections at other schools and get a glimpse into other people's lives that you wouldn't have met before. Yeah, that's cool. Now – AJ, you know, it has, you know, always is a, is a big searcher of, of metal and, you know, he, he detects things, uh, has found numerous, uh, you know, things here on, on property. If you're a, 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 a podcast uh, listener, you would have listened to our interview last year with him. Um, and Joel, you know, he kind of had some different lucky charms with him. Uh, today, you know, or when we took our picture today, he had a watch. I mean, do you feel that the spoon, the watch, I mean, like, what type of luck is this actually bringing us here? I think it does bring us a lot of luck, especially the watch, because this was, I think this was his first time bringing it, and we won, so definitely mm-hmm. has something to do with that. Both matches, too. Yeah, to both matches. matches. Yeah, mm-hmm. doubleheader watch brought us luck. <laughs> we, the spoon before was, was cool. It was engraved. I remember this. This is a specific detail that I remember. It was, had Effie, and it was from 1888. And we were, that was our lucky charm all last year. And eventually our luck was kind of running dry, so we felt like we had ne- needed to get a new one. Uh, a fun moment, too, I remember when we all were saying our fun facts, and we, we sounded it around the lucky spoon, too. So <laughs> he was the last one to go. I was like, hi, I'm Katie Long. 
I don't have a spoon in my pocket. Joel still don't have a spoon in my pocket. Ethan doesn't have a spoon in his pocket, and AJ did have a spoon in his pocket. That was <laughs> <laughs> that, that's awesome. And I am going to have uh, AJ back on the podcast uh, in a couple of weeks. We're going to kind of do an update with him on the many finds that he has. Even during in the winter, I saw him out uh, metal detecting again last week. So uh, we will be getting him back. Uh, Ethan, so you guys win the championship. Did you go to Disney World? How did you celebrate last night? We, uh, the three of us did go out for like, a celebratory milkshake at Sweet Betty's uh, and french fries. Uh-huh. And that, that was a, a well-deserved <laughs> little treat. Yeah, that was, that was good. That's good awesome. Way to cap it all off. Yeah, that's great. Little, uh, you know, it's like you know, going to the local soda shop. I mean, it's like you know, nineteen eighty, you know, nineteen seventy-five, eighty-five, whatever. Uh, that that that's great. Now, you know, you guys leave now. Legacy. You know, you, you, we can't wait to get the trophy here. If what would I'll have each of you answer this? What would be your sell for a, a underclassman that is like I would never do that, or why would I, you know, get involved with this? What is your sell? to recruit future Scholastic uh, team members? Why should, they, why should they think about doing this next year? I would say it just brings you close to your friends and really makes you realize how smart everybody around you is. People, there's questions that, like, I would have never known the answer to, and then, like, these guys are like, oh, it's this. I'm like, how did you know that? And we talk about it after. I always think that's a fun part of doing it. Um, I agree with Katie on that. Like, you, like... I mean, I did it because my friends and my brother were in there, but if I did it without my friends, you definitely get close to those people. And it caps a good teacher, and so it's nice quality time with him, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, with the, the friends and growing bonds and stuff, but I, I also love just, uh, just learning new things. And some of the questions can be really specific and obscure, and it's interesting to see. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we, we, we can't underestimate time with Cap. I mean, I think that, that, you <laughs> oh, know, yeah. that like, that's always, a, 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 you know, that's always really fun. And, and uh, you know, Mr. Cap is, is a legend here. And it's great to, you know, have him involved with this. And he was real quick to know his stats when the last time this won and, and how many times this is our fourth overall. Uh, so he takes it seriously. And that, that really makes it, you know, fun, too. Oh, yeah. Any final thoughts here? Any random, you know, the, the you know the toughest question that you guys uh, answered, uh, the, the weirdest question. I mean, what else? Any, any final thoughts before we uh, come to a close? Oh gosh, what was it? What was a weird one that we had to answer? To Some of them are just so hard. Like I don't know how anyone would know them. Some of them are crazy. I feel like we all kind of black out during the matches just because we're, <laughs> we're, we're concentrating so hard. My mom is always like, oh, so what was like the last question that you answered? I was like, honestly, I have no clue. I do remember we got a good lightning round. I'm going to attribute our win last night. We got a good lightning round, and that can be the make or break. So I'm just happy that we got that those points under our belt. That was a... That was a good run right there. I was scared at first, though, because the round, it was stamps was the topic. Oh, yeah. And we were, <laughs> we were like, what? But it, it ended up... Ended up being good. good. Those those topics can be really misleading sometimes, and you freak out, and then we, we kind of got in a groove, mm-hmm. so... We crushed it. Yeah, crushed it. <laughs> well, I can't wait to get the trophy here, and uh, we're excited to have that on display, and... Uh, it's LR Title Town is the hashtag, and these guys brought the, the trophy home, and it's our first uh, big championship of the school year. 
Uh, so we're excited to have that. And we value every championship the same because we love being champions here in Awaka Night Country and any sports subject, whatever, uh, bring it on. So these guys are great. And thank you guys for representing us so well and, you know, and, and believing in uh, AJ's, you know, good luck charms and, and all coming together. So really cool stuff. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm sure you'll be back. You guys are yeah. veterans here. So thank you very much. All right, we're going to kick off the podcast this week with a very special guest. Uh, anytime we have Mr. Clark, our athletic director, you know there's big news to be happening. So I want to welcome back Mr. Clark to the podcast. Thanks, Mr. McCarl. It's great to be here again with you. I'm excited about what's going on. So, you know, we've been obviously in a pause here for sports uh, ever since the fall season came to a close. Uh, we had a very successful uh, uh, fall season in a lot of regards. And uh, we were able to get a lot of events in. Um, and then we went into the pause. And uh, as we've been kind of waiting from the state uh, over the last uh, couple months, couple weeks, um, all of a sudden, uh, everything kind of really, uh, you know, went crazy over this last uh, seven days. And I know Mr. Clark has been furiously working and uh, going to meetings and putting all this together as now we're on the horizon of the start of the winter season. So, Mr. Clark, why don't you give us kind of, uh, you know, a, a lay of the land and kind of an update of where things are uh, as we get ready for winter sports? Well, um, it all kind of kicked off last Friday in a press conference with uh, Governor Cuomo. Uh, he made an, uh, an announcement, an unexpected announcement, about uh, high-risk sports. So uh, that kind of kicked everything into high gear. Um, we started our league. Let me start by saying I can't say enough about the athletic directors in our league, the administrators. We've met three times since Sunday, um, and uh, the amount of work and effort that's going going into these schedules and uh, you know the setup of events and things like that with all the safety protocols is really commendable. So I'm really proud to be a part of the LCAA and working with those athletic directors. Um, but uh, so high risk winter sports can uh, can start practicing on Monday, February 1st. Um, so for us, that means that is going to be boys and girls basketball, JV varsity, and also varsity wrestling. Um, competitive cheerleading has been moved from the winter season to the fall two season. Uh, we can talk about that a little bit later in terms of dates, but um, so that's really the big push right now for the you know the end of this week and over the weekend is getting getting kids uh, and coaches ready to go on Monday for basketball and wrestling. So currently right now we are actually winding down our, um, our non-high-risk winter sport, and that's swimming. Uh, we've had a really good successful swimming season in, in so many ways. I've uh, been able to be, you know, get over there and see just how the guidelines are working and, and seeing our, our kids really excel. Um, and then we also, um, uh, starting Saturday uh, uh, this this week, we'll have our first indoor winter track um, event as well. So why don't you talk about kind of swimming and track, and then we'll jump into those high-risk uh, sports on Monday. Yep, absolutely. So as you said, swimming's been going well. Um, you know, good success, both sides, both boys and girls. Um, you know, they've, they've been uh, going all along. They've uh, not considered a high-risk sport. Uh, as is uh, indoor track and field. So uh, they've been um, able to be practicing. Now, our indoor track team has been practicing up until Monday by cohort groups. 
and in limited uh, amounts of time. So with the um, approval of high-risk sports, uh, that's no longer going to be the case on Monday. Everyone will be back to including high or excuse me, including indoor track. Everyone will be back to a you know what I would call a traditional, normal athletic practice setup. So um, everybody's here, um, you know, a normal hour and a half, two hours, whatever it is. That's all going to start taking place on Monday. So then, why don't you kind of uh, give it, give us what it's going to look like for these high risk sports? Uh, we talked about basketball and wrestling on Monday and what the length of their season is, you know, what, what we can look for as far as the schedule and sectionals. So um, the, the wrestling schedule is harder to talk about because I don't have a finalized schedule yet. There's a, you know, there's a lot of moving parts, um, a lot of things still, you know, ongoing to develop these, these schedules and dates. So uh, I can give the, you know, the basic time frame of what the season's going to look like. Basketball, both boys and girls, JV varsity, I know, are each going to have 10 games. Um, those are going to be all uh, LCAA games, no out-of-conference games, or out-of-league games, excuse me. Uh, the same thing with wrestling. Uh, the, the schedule that's developed by our league uh, is going to be the schedule that they, that they wrestle. Um, we're not going to go uh, outside of our, of our league. Um, as far as dates, uh, as we said, practices start Monday, February 1st. Um, basketball games will start the weekend of February 12th, 13th. The 12th is a Friday. Um, the regular season for high-risk sports, and this comes from the state level, must be over by March the 6th. That's the final date you can play a regular season game. And then there will be sectionals. I know a little bit more about basketball sectionals, um, not so much about wrestling yet, um, but basketball, all postseason sectional tournaments must be completed by March the 14th. Um, basketball sectionals are going to be what we call a closed tournament this year. Normally, everyone gets in. Um, that's not going to be the case. The, um, the criteria for making the sectional tournament is still kind of being developed, um, but you're probably looking at, don't hold me this, but we're probably looking at somewhere in the area of top eight and then anybody over a, a 500 record, something along those lines. may not be exactly that, um, but that's kind of what's being talked about. Um, so, uh, and then the, the, uh, moving ahead to the fall two season, which are the other high risk sports that weren't allowed to go in the, in the fall, um, that date was originally March 1st. Um, section five is, is, is kind of rethinking that right now. Um, uh, March 1st is not a firm start date. Um, section five has a meeting coming up on February 10th, where I believe that the start date of, uh, fall two uh, is supposed to be decided. So really exciting opportunity for what we, you know, what our winter sport high risk teams were thinking was going to be basically just open gyms or practices. Now there's a season. And I think, you know, obviously we can't implore our, our community and our student athletes enough to follow our guidelines, you know, that are, are put out there, obviously with, you know, maintaining their mask and um, you know, social distancing and, and not gathering, uh, because obviously everything rides on how good and how successful the, you know, the positivity rate and the hospitalization rate, you know, runs. So it's just not up, we're back and it's good to go. It's we're back and we got to, we got to stay healthy and we got to keep following the guidelines. 
let's talk about uh, spectators and, 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 and streaming of games. So right now, where is the winter uh, high risk? Because right now, our, our, swim air, swimming, our swim season has no spectators, um, home or away. All those events have been Zoomed. What's, what is it looking like for uh, winter track and then the high risk uh, winter sports? So um, winter track, the, the, um, actually tomorrow on Saturday, uh, Coach Leitenberger's hosting his first, what we're calling a virtual track meet here on our campus. Um, there will be no spectators. Uh, he's gonna be indoors. Um, it's gonna be the same scenario for the high risk sports, our school district, uh, at least initially. We're not going to allow any spectators, um, and you know the the setup of uh, the the space is really a strong consideration with that. There's a lot of we're not quite sure yet the the floor space that we're going to need in our gym for either wrestling or uh, basketball. Everybody, both bench areas have to be set up to be socially distanced. Even the scorers table, um, it's not acceptable to have you know, a shot clock operator and game clock operator sitting side by side like we normally would, even if they're masked. Um, the, 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 uh, the safety protocols clearly state that they have to be socially distanced. So uh, we may end up having to use both sides of the gym for home and visiting players, uh, as well as bench personnel. Um, so, you know, those are things that all went into uh, the decision about not allowing any spectators, at least initially. Uh, I sent out an email communication late yesterday afternoon, uh, just explaining that we're, you know, we'll revisit that once we get games started. Um, it's going to be a very quick season, uh, as I said. Basketball is only ten games, so um, you know, if we can, if it makes sense for us, and, and we feel that we can do it safely, uh, while still mitigating the risk to our student athletes to be able to continue a season, uh, we'll we'll revisit that. Uh, and possibly allow, we would be allowing only home spectators, and we would have to still follow the New York State Department of Health guidance uh, about spectators, meaning that there would only be two spectators per athlete allowed if we do get there. Um, but um, that's, we felt the most comfortable, at least starting contests, that uh, it would make the most sense for us not to have any spectators. And our goal will be to stream every event that we have in the gym. Um, you know, we have, a, we have a huddle camera that is a great system that's already kind of set up. Um, and then we're also potentially looking at, you know, con continuing our fall efforts with our student stream team and, uh, and giving that Facebook Live experience with some announcing for our varsity events too. So stay tuned to that and be able to follow our nights, uh, you know, during these home events here. And we'll be sharing the links and all the info for how to watch home and away, um, you know, throughout this winter sports season. Uh, last thing is uh, modified. So uh, why don't you talk about what the modified season is looking like and the dates there? So um, really excited to be able to offer modified sports as a league. Um, definitely some questions about that as the week was progressing. Uh, a lot of concern. Uh, you know, among league members about the availability of facilities, um, being able to have enough space with all the safety protocols and, and social distancing that's required. Um, but we did make the decision as a league to offer modified sports. Uh, we actually set up dates uh, for the rest of the school year for modified. So um, I'll be able to offer those later on when we get closer to the fall two season. Um, but so modified boys basketball and also modified wrestling um, that season will start on February 6th, and it will run till February 28th. 
And then modified girls basketball will start March 6th and go to March 27th. Um, and then that's it for the winter. Then we start getting into the fall two high risk sports, which, um, you know, with the uncertainty of the JV and varsity start date, um, I'll, I'll share the modified information at a later time. And at this point, uh, fall two is, is still a go. Uh, you know, we have uh, football and volleyball. Uh, both of those are scheduled to start um, on, on a date in March uh, and end in a sectional play. And then the spring sports season, give us a little preview of that date and are the state championships still in play there? So um, just one thing about the fall too, that also is gonna include our competitive cheer season that, that was moved. So yep. for at Leroy, we'll be offering, uh, as Mr. McArdle said, we'll be offering football, volleyball, as well as competitive cheerleading in that fall two season. Um, as far as the spring sports go right now, that start date is April the 19th. Um, the state championships are still uh, scheduled. Um, that's an ongoing conversation, uh, certainly, We'll see how the winter season goes and, and the fall too as well. Um, and, uh, you know, the goal is to get our student athletes statewide as many games as we can. So um, I know that, uh, that those, are, those are considerations that are happening at the state level. But as of right now, we have April 19th start date for traditional spring season and the state championships are in play. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you guys have done an incredible uh, seven days of heavy lifting, you know, across the region, across the state. And, you know, we're all about opportunities, all about, you know, maintaining safety. And, uh, you know, if someone would have said, you know, eight, you know, seven days ago from when we're, you know, last Friday, I think we're going to be doing this. A lot of people were like, no, you know, and then literally here we are seven days later on the cusp of starting high risk winter sports in February 1st. So, Huge kudos to you, know, you uh, Mr. Clark, and all the ADs and superintendents that have put a ton of work to get us to this point. And if you have any questions, you know, if you're listening to this and you, need, you have questions about you know, how to participate, do not hesitate to shoot a quick email to Mr. Clark. Uh, he'll take care of you. Uh, reach out to your coach. Get onto the family ID. And uh, we're really excited to get uh, things underway with the winter uh, high-risk sports. And huge uh, congrats to our swimmers. Um, you know, in, uh, that, that had a great season and we'll be finishing up their uh, league championship play uh, coming up. Uh, Mr. Clark, anything before we come to a close? Actually, yeah, I appreciate your, your comments and your compliments, but you, you triggered my memory there with Family ID. Just want to make sure everybody understands that we are still uh, using the online registration system, the Family ID. Uh, the, email, the last couple emails that I've sent out, I've included the link, but it is also available on the school district website. One thing I want to say, too, that I should have mentioned earlier with regard to physicals, uh, I've had a couple parents reach out to me asking about physicals. The state is allowing some flexibility with, with physicals because of the ongoing pandemic and the difficulty getting in to see doctors. So as long as the student had a valid physical for school either uh, last year or prior, 18-19, uh, they're eligible for uh, um athletic competition. So don't let that stress you out if you're worried about a physical. The state is definitely allowing some flexibility there. I love it when people say don't stress, don't stress out. That's great. So <laughs> Mr. Clark, thank you so much. Uh, we'll see you on the sidelines and uh, we look forward to you know broadcasting, streaming, and taking photos of our nights out there. And uh, let's get some wins. Let's have some fun. Let's get this thing going. Let's get the ball up in the air and the guys on the mats and, and keeping our off-season uh, conditioning going for our other sports. So thanks so much for taking time.
Thank you for having me. All right, next up on the podcast this week, I'm excited to bring the Winter Sports Spotlight to Girls Indoor Winter Track. And I have uh, three Knights here that are back on the team, um, and we have the, the team up and running. The season is up and running. It's a great time to be a Knight. I'll have these guys introduce themselves first, and then we'll jump into some questions. Go ahead, Woody. Hi, I'm Riley Wood, and I'm a junior, and my events are 4x2 Relay, 4x4 Relay, and 300. My name is Delcina Cassidy, and I'm a senior this year, and I normally do long jump, triple jump, and the 4x4 relay. I'm Bella Conadorio. I'm in 10th grade, and I do hurdles and sprints. Bella, you're starting to get old, you know, like, you know, you, you know, used to be this, you know, she was always the young girl on the team, you know, like winning the championships. She's a freshman, right? And, that, you know, she's an 8th grader, and now she's a 10th grader, so, that you know, it's... You're, you're making me feel a little old, but Bella, <laughs> let's start with you. So, you know, you're, you know, obviously, you know, one of our top uh, runners, uh, hurdlers here, you know, in, in the school, uh, have won some great patches, both in and outdoor, um, have been a part of some really great things. What does it mean to you to have a season right now to, you know, go from not necessarily having anything to now we have like a, you know, a, a, a legit season as we can. Uh, what does that mean to you and, and what are you excited about here? I mean, it's the world to me. Ever since, like, spring sports got canceled last year, I've just been working hard, you know, on my own. It's definitely harder because you didn't have that motivation oh, for, like, sectionals. And then now that we actually have a season, I can, like, prove what I've done and all the hard work is going to pay off. And Dal, you know, as as a senior, you know, you've been a part of the of the track program for so many years, a staple. Um, you know, it's all you know, your brother. I love seeing your your parents there. You know, like it's just it's a family affair. It's going to be weird not going <laughs> and not seeing a Cassidy. You know, at, at at a track event. So, you know, how excited are you to be here? And talk to us about kind of how you guys are preparing for the season these last couple weeks. You know, here in school. Um, I'm happy we're able to have a season and here at school we're preparing like for track wise we make sure everyone's wearing their masks and doing as we need so we can keep the season going on and we're all training to like as hard as we can and I appreciate that because it shows the dedication here at our school. And I promise you'll see Cassidy at the meets always. Yeah, so it's in I, our blood now. I like that. I like that. Um, Woody, so give us like what what does it look like? You know what what is it going to look uh, a track meet? Is what's it going to look like for us here coming Saturday? So this this will be the first you know Saturday meet that we're going to have. Uh, walk us through kind of what that's going to be and and how that's going to look. Well, it's going to be definitely different. Uh, we're still going to have some sort of normalcy and wear our uniforms, but there's definitely a lot of less events than typical. There's less jumping events and no relays this year, and we're going to miss half of our team, but we're still going to show up, prove our times, and just work hard. So how that's going to work is ha we, our team is basically broken into pods, and on Saturdays they're going to virtually compete, and as, as Riley said, on Team, team Jello is going to you know, go first, and then Team Wacka will show up later. They'll each have a 90-minute block. They will compete here in the hallway uh, or the parking lot or the track. But obviously when wind chill is going to be like at 1 on Saturday, we'll be inside here. Um, and they'll be using our ranch uh, school, which comes in handy for, uh, you know, for indoor track. Uh, and then they'll be, you know, coach will be plugging in 
there's their schedule, you know, their times, and then that'll, they'll be competing against many other schools um, in the region. Bella, what are some of the things that you have done to keep yourself, you know, obviously you played soccer, um, you know, w- what are some of your things that you're looking, f- you know, to do this season in pre- preparation for outdoor as well? I'm trying to get that three-step down. I mean, um, as a hurdler, it's I four-step right now, so that means I alternate legs when I go over. And the next step up to really, like, you know, improve my time is three-stepping, which is going over with the same leg every time. And I'm really hoping in these next six weeks I can do that and then um, work it in an outdoor and then really excel at it. So last year it was really cool, you you know, to be at the Section Five Championship, you know, and when you're at RIT and you're at the finish line and you're seeing the hurdlers come at you, you know, I was able to get a really fun picture. It was one of my favorite pictures I got um, of the year last year. You know, as you were going over the hurdle, winning that event, your family is there. How cool is that? Is that event because you know when you're running that 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 sprint with a hurdle, there's literally no room for error. Right. You know, when you're at that, you know, at that high level, what is it, you know, like give us like the insight of running that event and how tough that is. It's um, definitely a lot of pressure. I mean, before, you you know, when the guy is saying like on your market set, all you're thinking about is what if I fall? What if I fall? And that's like a thought in the back of your mind that really worries you. But in the end, you just got to go for it and trust yourself. Yeah, and trust you do, and it, it's impressive to watch you compete out there, and you know we're really proud to have you on the team. Dell, talk about the family atmosphere that's winter track. You know, I mean, Coach Lanberger, the coaching staff, you know, got Coach Dwyer now. I mean, you know, what is it, what is it, it, it you know, what does it mean to be a part of the, the program that you have and then the family atmosphere that you guys create each season? It means a lot to be a part of this program because I've been on it, for indoor at least since eighth grade when there that was the first year there's a modified team and ever since then the coaches have never given up on like us students even when we gave up on ourselves and that means a lot because track is a challenging sport because it's not really about beating everyone else it's about beating yourself and the clock or like the timer or like the jump and everything like that and the family atmosphere is something I'll never forget like when I graduate that's the thing I'm probably going to miss the most is because you could be having the worst day ever and then go to practice and like seeing some kids just like smile and crack jokes it just helps a lot especially this year being able to have the atmosphere around us helps with a lot of the pressure from school and stress that we may have and like I've made my own little family from this some of the kids that graduated years ago I still talk to because of the family atmosphere that we do have like when they say it's a family atmosphere they really do mean it especially here cross country outdoor that's one of coach L's biggest things that he likes to like push us to do is be more of a family than you are a team because you have each other on the track outside of the track no matter what and it's it's something I'll never forget and I wish to have that when I'm in college awesome well said uh Riley you know you're coming off of the uh the fall season uh doing something for the first time cross country it was really cool to see you do that um here you are back at a sport that you've been you know that you've you know had a lot of success at and then you know you're going to jump right out of this season into the fall two season, which is going to be starting in like a month from now, um, and that's volleyball. I mean, talk about what this whirlwind of of an of a athletic year has been for you. It's been crazy. I'm just grateful I could try new sports. Like cross country was so much fun, but I'm so excited that volleyball got approved. I've been waiting for so long. Like you go day by day by not knowing if you'll be able to play the sport this year, and since it finally got approved, I'm so ready. 
Awesome. Uh, Bell, last question for you. You know, I think, you know, when, when you sit here as a sophomore and have the patches that you have and have the, have the experiences that you have, I mean, what are you really striving for? I mean, let's talk, you know, this, the, the indoor and the spring. I mean, when it comes to track, like, what are you putting your, like, where's your goal at and what are you really, you know, putting your sights on as a, as an athlete here? Um, I'm really hungry for more patches, if I'm going to be honest. I mean, um, like, ideally, um, it would be really nice to go to States. I think that's one of my main goals, and I think um, achieving the three-step will really help me with achieving that. And, I mean, all I can do is hope, you know, and still work hard because the hard work will eventually pay off. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're, you're like a machine out there. So you know, I think that's, that, that's a good way to put it. And Dow, you know, as far as a leader, you know, with, with the group, you know, how are you kind of getting, you know, the, the, the newcomers, the, the, the younger kids, what are you guys trying to, you know, impede into them and get them, you know, focused and, and be a part of the family aspect? My main goal with that as being a leader is trying to get everyone on the same page that you're going to have times where you fail. You're going to have times when you have your best performance ever. And no matter what, if you fail or not, be there for each other because it means the difference between winning and losing sometimes. And I just want them to be able to take away that this is a safe place. Like track is very, very, very challenging mentally and physically because sometimes like Schwab, you can ask him. Sometimes when you're in outdoor and you're doing the mile, you're the only one out there. So it's you versus the outdoor weather, you versus your own mind. And I just want people to take away that I'm trying to make it a safe place where they can be honest and work their hardest and they're not going to regret like holding back anything and that they don't have to hold back anything because we're all here to get better. Like I'm here to potentially train for like Brockport track team. And I just want to carry that over to my college experience as well. Yeah, awesome. And Riley, you know, everyone always says, you know, you, you learn at a young age, you can't run at school. Um, you know, but like you guys, that's what you do. You run in school after school. You know, talk us about just, you know, what practices look like, you know, and, and how you're preparing to compete in a hallway. Yeah, so uh, Lear School definitely has sharp corners. <laughs> so uh, we've been practicing on being very careful when turning so you don't uh, snap your ankle in half pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, since practices are only an hour right now, we've been doing more harder workouts to get the same reps that we do at a typical practice. So it's still hard work that we put in. Well, guys, listen, it is a true pleasure to have you on the podcast. I mean, you guys are inspire me to, you know, to to watch and, and just get pumped up to see what you guys do each year. I mean, it's just amazing to see you come in here as, as little seventh graders and just, uh, you know, make some major accomplishments and, and create an environment that is special. And that's really, uh, it really is. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Good luck uh, this season and uh, let, let's stay hungry. Thank you. Thank you. We'll finish out the podcast this week with my social media pick of the week. This week I'm going with our post from Tuesday, January 26, highlighting Zamboni season. We take it very seriously around here, like the post says. Uh, just a fun video highlighting Mrs. Reynolds, who works tirelessly every day here at our school, uh, keeping things clean and orderly, and that includes our floor using the fun Zamboni. So make sure to check that out. 
and uh, and just know that, yes, we love having fun here in Awakenite country. Uh, a lot of vital new information out this week with a lot of different things, so make sure our uh, community is checking out their email on our website, and we look forward to uh, continuing to adjust the game plan here as we proceed uh, as we finish up the first semester uh, here in Awakenite country. So thanks to all my guests that joined us this week. We look forward to uh, having you enjoy uh, these nights each week right here on this space. Look forward to having you back next week. As always, go Knights.